0: Freedom.
1: Freedom. Freedom over fame. Freedom over f- f- cycle stays the same. Welcome. First of all, welcome. This is Unsolicited Perspectives. I am your host, Bruce Anthony. Thank you for listening and watching wherever you get your podcast and video podcasts. Subscribe, share, like, comment, and rate us. You can find us on Instagram, YouTube, and Twitch at unsolicited underscore perspectives on Twitter and TikTok at unsolicited underscore P-E-R. Watch us live every Thursday night, 7.30 p.m. Eastern on YouTube and Twitch. Our audience continues to grow with each and every episode. And I humbly thank you today's episode is the sibling happy hour i'm with my sis jay andrea we're going to be talking about zoe zephyr a vox article and another thing that i found on instagram that i thought was funny but first things first what up sis what up brother Man, ain't nothing. Just out here, just trying to deal with all this isms that's that's out here in the world.
0: (laughs) All the isms. Well, you know what? You should do what I did this week, which was uh, volunteer some of your time for a good cause. I volunteered at the Sandy Springs Solidarity Food Bank. Um, We served 196 families that day. Uh, Yeah, giving away groceries. It was like... One of the best-run food banks I've ever had a chance to work with. I definitely want to go back and work with them again. Uh, but, you know, sometimes you got to put some good energy out into the world, do some good. But honestly, uh, I just felt more fortunate to be there to work with all the people. So, mm, you know, maybe beautiful. that'll help you deal with all the isms and schisms and blip, blap blisms.
1: <laughs> or, <laughs> or. I can just drink.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess, Um, (laughs) you know.
1: Enough about me. Enough about me. How are you doing? All the people want to know how you feeling.
0: I'm doing great. I'm doing fantastic. I finally feel like I'm getting back to myself. I just have one third of the stomach I used to have. And uh, that means, you know, no seafood boils. (laughs) Yeah. You know, going to Red Lobster, getting that lobster linguine, that's not going to happen. Um, yeah. A lot of things I love, just, you know. But part of, like, a like a cool part is that I don't feel, like, physically hungry. It's all just, like, I'm mentally hungry. I see things and I'm like, damn, sure wish I could have that. <laughs>
1: so... You know, with COVID, a lot of people lost their sense of taste. And some Mm -hmm. people, contrary to what other people out there think, COVID ain't gone. It's still a thing. People are still catching it. And there are still people that are suffering from the effects of having COVID. It's called long COVID. It's a thing. Mm
0: -hmm. Yes,
1: But some people still haven't gotten their sense of taste back a year, two years later. Yeah. And they say they don't necessarily miss the taste of things. But the way they solve that problem, if they do, is just texture. Like mm-hmm. it, they say it's weird chomping on a steak or chewing a piece of gum and just not tasting anything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it's,
1: it's like our our memory is telling us, yo, you used to enjoy this. And like, so that's what I think that when you see that, you're like, yo, that's, you're not, you don't want it, you know, yeah. but you want it. But you don't want it, yeah. But you want it.
0: But you do, yeah. 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 Like I would love to chomp down on like just a steak, but like I think about how my body will actually feel, which is not great. Let me tell you something. You put just a a spoonful of applesauce in the (laughs) stomach, and I'm done. I like I'm down for the count. So Mm. it's like. The idea of eating a steak, I know I feel so bad doing it that I don't Mm. want to. But at the same time, if I see an advertisement for Ruth Chris, I'm like, hmm, sure look nice.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yo, did you do your your big plan for the mashed potatoes and this uh, sweet potato casserole?
0: So, yes, I did. Make the mashed potato. So here's the problem mm-hmm. I made that ricotta bake and I got like five little ramekins of it. And uh, I ate like half of one and it didn't sit in my stomach right. So now it's just, there's just a bunch of half eaten things in my fridge, like half eaten applesauce, half eaten uh, little cups. Everything's in little tiny cups mm-hmm. and it's about half eaten. And that's, my fridge for the first time really in years is full, but it's not, I can't, I get a couple spoonfuls and I'm like, all right, well, I guess i put this in the fridge.
1: <laughs> all right then, all right, then. I guess I'm going to head out. Uh, how are you feeling physically? Because I know that you were saying that like you felt tired.
0: Yeah, I'm getting my energy back. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to keep up with your multivitamins. You can't play that game. Like you're not getting any nutrients. By and large, because your focus is on getting protein. And so that's really all I think about is getting protein, 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 protein. So everything else is like you're not getting it. So mm-hmm. you gotta keep up with your vitamins. Uh you just gotta be more strict. I have to be more strict than I've ever had to be. Um but it's nice that it like forces you to. Like if I don't, then I'll be tired. If I don't, then you know, I'll be in pain. So it just like forces you to do better for yourself. So, hmm. well, some people, some other people, y'all be sabotaging yourselves. I see y'all in my little Facebook groups. <laughs> they out there yeah. sabotaging themselves? <laughs> just, just just sabotaging. I had a little pizza the other day. Now I feel terrible. Well, you shouldn't eat. Yeah, come on now. <laughs> you know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. come on now, anybody else eating pudding cups and all kinds <laughs> of, you know, I'm like, come on, man.
1: Some people, man, yeah, some people don't, you said it, you got to have that discipline and that belief and do it. Yeah. Because ain't no half stepping on this one, to quote Big Daddy Kane. Ain't yeah. no half stepping.
0: Nope. And uh, because there's a guy in my in my Facebook group, he just posted today, four months post-op, down 128 pounds. Like, Woo! that's insane. Yeah. He looked fantastic. He was half of himself. He was insane. Yeah. That's yeah. beautiful.
1: But. I haven't. I want to detour a little bit. Now, for the people out there and the listening audience and the watching audience, by the way watch us on youtube we got all types of shorts and short clips from different episodes if you don't have the time to watch the full episode there are there are clips from different episodes on there and shorts uh so go ahead and check us out at youtube.com backslash unsolicited perspectives but as i detour and i and i send my sister down a rabbit hole of just me personally with no show prep i had a really interesting conversation this week now The people I'm about to talk about, listen to the show. I'm not going to put your names out there. But I thought this was interesting and I want to get your perspective on it. All right. So I have a friend of mine uh, that has a business. And as you know, I had a consultant. mm, mm, mm. I I did something that I helped people at a very, very low price. IRS, very low price.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Whether
1: well, that I help them with businesses, right? Yeah. Yeah. I help them start businesses. I help with the formation in the LLC and build websites up for them, help them out with the marketing because I'm good at that. Now, there's something out there in, in the world where a lot of influencers are doing business coaching. Mm-hmm. So I had a friend of mine who has their own business, who, who has had their own business for quite some time and it's successful. They're, they're, making a very good living off of this business. And I was like, you don't have a website? No, I have brochures and business cards. I was like, okay, but you are a formalized company, right? Yes. and You have a logo? Yeah, you should create a website. Yeah. Oh, Could you do it for me? At first, because they're my friend and I know how much I cost. I was like, look, let me send you materials. Maybe you could do it yourself. Because I okay. don't... Cause they're my friend. I don't like doing business with friends. Right. Because I know what I charge for my services and it's absolutely worth it, but it's different when it's a consumer as opposed to that consumer is your friend. There's a, there's a a different bit of something in there that that I'm uncomfortable with.
0: It's uncomfortable charging your friends full price.
1: Yes. Uh, and I, and, and so she was like, uh, they, damn it, she. they were like, um, okay. I sent them all the information and I was like, have you looked it over yet? No. And it had been two weeks and I said, I'll do it for you. Okay. Yeah. I would really appreciate that. And I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a discount. This is how mm-hmm. much it's going to cost. And how long is it going to take? I said, what do you want for your website? You just want a basic storefront? Yeah. Okay. That's going to take me four or five hours because I'm going to have to do some of the copywriting. Mm-hmm. Uh, or the copy, not the co- copy. So yeah. that's what's going to take me the longest. You're going to have to write the copy. Yeah, I'm going to have to write the copy. So that's what's going to take me the longest. But I was like, you have a brochure, so I have a starting point and you have pictures, obviously, because you had a brochure. Go ahead and send that to me, send me the logo and all this other stuff. So when I get it, it's, you know, I did something similar a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago where I just woke up one morning and started a new company and I created a logo, but the logo was like, let me just get something out there to put it on a website. I can always change it later. But right. let me just get something out there that that's semi-professional. Right. And so I'm looking at the logo that they had. And I was like, there isn't much difference between these two logos. And I created my logo in five minutes. So I said to them, I said, um, did you pay somebody for this? Yes. Mm. I paid a business coach for the logo the brochure and the business cards i said okay i'm just curious how much they charge you they told me what they charged and and the rate for me it it wasn't dissimilar right yeah but it was the amount of hours that were charged and the overall price and i was like and the fact the person was young Like the person was in their 20s, not saying that young people aren't about their business and don't know what they're doing. I'm not saying that because there's some 20 year olds out there that are way better than me when it comes to business coaching. Right. Because this younger generation knows how to hustle. I I felt like that. that, I felt like my friend was overcharged by the business person and the business person is also their friend Mm -hmm. as well. Okay, I said I would have done this. I said, here's my logo that I created. Just a couple of weeks ago oh that's good yet yeah, it took me five minutes yeah like it, it it it's not so dissimilar i was like if i was going to create your logo it would i have a vision and this is what what it would be well that sounds real nice i created the website they love the website um and so i was talking to another friend of mine who's actually a business professor and it, we got into the conversation of services and goods and pricing. Mm-hmm. And I told the story of when I first got into personal training and how th- there was an older woman that was a personal trainer. She was 50, I was 25. So I'm half her age. And she asked me, Do you see clients outside of this gym? And I was like, Yeah, of course I do. She was like, Well, what do you charge? And I told her what I charged. And she was like, That's what I charge. I don't feel like you should be able to charge that. And it was based off of, You know, I've been doing this a lot longer. I don't feel like you should be able to charge what I charge. And I was completely offended because I was like, you might have been doing this longer, but I'm better. (laughs) Like, like, you know, I'm better. When LeBron James came into the league, not saying I'm LeBron James, a personal trainer, but (laughs) man, yeah, I kind (laughs) of am. Um, When LeBron James came into the league, there were people that had been playing longer, Mm -hmm. but yet weren't as good as him. So yeah. experience has something to do with it, but like your ability is, is ultimately what you would charge for the services. Right. I caught myself because at the same time, I'm finding out that this young lady who calls herself a business coach charged my friend. I was like, I don't think that she should be able to charge that. That was before I saw her work though. And then I was like, oh, I'm doing the same thing that that woman did to me years back. Then I saw the work. And I was like, oh, absolutely shouldn't have been able to charge this. So it's funny how I respect Gen Z so much. Mm -hmm. I respect their hustle. They're they're really ambitious when it comes to pricing their services.
0: But they're getting that from capitalism, right? Because, I mean, what what you're describing, yeah, what you charge, yeah, your experience should have something to do with it the value add that you can bring to something, you know, how good you are that has something to do with it. But also you can charge what people are going to pay.
1: Yep. That's true.
0: You know, so she got paid for that work. I mean, and not
1: to say that it wasn't (laughs) good work. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, you came out with a, a brochure and business cards and you created a logo. The hours, the amount of hours that you charge for it, I think where you overcharged and I actually worked longer because this is my friend. Mm -hmm. I charged her for a certain amount of hours. I actually worked longer than I charged her for. And I gave her a discount because this is my friend. And I was like, this isn't going to take me this long. It took me two days. I had it done in two days. Right. So it wasn't going to take me this long to do. I had time this week to do it. And like. I'm helping out a friend. Yeah. Um, if it was a stranger, they would have got the full rate mm-hmm. and I might have charged an extra hour just because I didn't I didn't factor in just sitting around thinking about it, which is strategizing and, and design. Yeah. And that's also yeah. hours that I'm putting into it. Right. But yeah, you 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 charge what people will pay.
0: Yeah, and I mean, just because it took you five minutes, you're also looking at it in reference to yourself. So you have decades of experience with building businesses. We don't know how much experience her other friend has. So just because it would take you five minutes to build that logo doesn't necessarily mean that it would take her five minutes to build that logo. That's true. Uh, Or to design the brochure. It might have taken her longer to brainstorm these things, mm. to come up with the design, she might have not just given her just that logo, but also the source file, the vector image, all of the, there's, it's a PNG, it's a JPEG. No. It's, I mean, no. well, no, but you, but the point is.
1: Cause I used the logo for the website now. Yeah.
0: Um, but you, until you sit there and watch that person work. Whatever their process is, I mean, you don't know. You're right, but um, but I, I mean, as long as the consumer is happy with what they spent their money on, and her business is successful and it is working is for her, yeah. Actually, she paid what she paid.
1: She paid what she paid, and actually, I don't think at any point. This is a really nice person. My friend is a really. It's one one well, of I the would sweetest. Hope so. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. Just, just a really one of the sweetest people that you can meet. Just genuinely, just nice to everybody. Like in all the years I've known her, I've never known her to say a bad word to, about anybody, even people that cross her. I'm like, you know, you can you can say a bad word about somebody that crossed you. They they cross you. You you can talk.
0: She's trying to about get to that. heaven. She's trying to get to heaven. Or oh, she gonna go to
1: heaven. She gonna yeah. go to heaven. Um, <laughs> but I don't think that she even thought about the way I came at it. Mm-hmm. And and so, and I was, and you know me, like I, my, I don't hide what I feel my facial expressions. Like I don't have a poker face. Right. So I know when I asked her, I was like, so did you pay for that logo? And, and, and she was like, yeah, I was like, I know I made a face like, mm. So, so what all came with it? Well, it was a business coach helping with everything. I was like, helped you with everything. Like what? With the business cards and the brochures and all that. And I was like, oh, okay. How much did they charge? If you don't mind me asking. How many I hours mean, was, did they work?
0: Was Ooh. that the only thing that they did? Did they also the logo advise, to brochures. Did they provide advice? Did they consult? Did they?
1: My friend did say that helped with pricing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Helped with pricing. So, yes. Okay, Which is yes. one
0: of the hardest things to come up with is the price of your of your work.
1: Sometimes. Yeah. Really, really when you're starting a business if there are other businesses like yours, especially in the area you take all the prices that, that other people have you look at the lowest, you look at the highest and you want to land somewhere in the middle.
0: Yeah. That's, well, yeah, I mean you get the comps, to start. but then at the same time, like you know, I'm a photographer. It's hard for me to judge how much my work is worth in comparison to other photographers because our styles are different.
1: Okay. That's something where the work is subjective. Right. I'm talking about brick and mortar type of services. Gotcha. Like personal training or dog walking Mm -hmm. or uh, personal shopping
0: Right, okay. like those
1: aren't subjective. Those are, those are a, s- a service that's that's kind of not even creative. Right, like what you're doing is creative. Right, so it it's it's art. That's that's a little bit different. That's all subjective.
0: I mean, it can be. Sometimes it's just headshots, and you just turn and burn those suckers. Well,
1: I mean, <laughs> even with headshots, don't act like you haven't seen bad headshots before, and it was like, hey, have, what's your
0: photography? What's your photography do? Let me tell you, if they tell you to put that hand under the chin, just and go home. (laughs) Because you are about to get some dated headshots.
1: All right, sis. Enough with the shenanigans. Let's get to some real stuff. All right. I'm going to mispronounce her name again. Zoe. Zephyr. Zephyr. I don't know why I want to say Zephyr or Safari or whatever. It's
0: literally spelled phonetically. Yeah, well, Zep-fer.
1: it's a lot of yeah. It's a lot of Z's and then there's a PH in the middle and then a, a Y and there's no I, so it, it's confusing. Anyway, Zephyr. Zoe I think,
0: Zephyr. I think you know that P H is an <laughs> has an F sound though, Bruce. Yes, I think. I <laughs> let's,
1: let's get to it. Zoe Zephyr mm-hmm. is a Congress. Woman
0: uh yes, yes, he's Democrat woman. in the Montana Mon- House of Representatives,
1: yes, who is also transgender, yes, and as you know,
0: all throughout
1: these red states, red states because that that's not me attacking uh republicans it's it's a fact. These are happening in red states. And yes all of these red states, there's a bunch of anti-trans laws. Yes. Montana just passed one. As I'm reading the article, because she got censored, and basically it's compared to the same thing that the Tennessee guys got, but not really. The Tennessee guys that were kicked out, uh, the JJs. The Justins, yes. The JJs. Yes. They were kicked out. They were literally expelled from the house. Yes, yes. She was not. She was censored, which means that she can never speak on the House floor again. Well, during the term, and the term is up actually tomorrow, but couldn't speak on the House floor again, could not do votes in person, had to do them virtually. Uh, so they basically silenced her. Yes. And I was like, all right. OK, so so what did she do? Does she do exactly what the Justins did or the JJs did where they're protest and and then she joined the protesters in the in the house
0: pretty similar
1: no but she didn't do that what she did was is as she was speaking against the bill on the floor as is her right because she followed procedure right what she did was say if you guys pass this bill there'll be blood on your hands
0: which is not an exaggeration
1: and, and that's what she said. It's not an exaggeration. This bill will lead to suicides, which for some strange reason, all these anti-trans bills that people keep passing that, that they say are for the kids. They're obviously not for the kids because no. the, the suicide rate for trans children mm-hmm. is higher than any demographic. Yeah. It's just not even close. So you're not about saving the kids. You are about control. But now, I'll get into that later. But so I'm looking at it and I'm like, OK, what else does she do? That's all she did. Now, they tried to say because of the words that she said that she was inciting the protesters.
0: Well, the, um, they refused to call on her after that. So there were protesters in the, buil- in the building who started chanting, let her speak. And she held up her microphone, you know, as a sort of a symbol to amplify their voices. And then what, what, of course, Republicans, because this is, again, another house that is uh, Republicans have a supermajority. They said that she was inciting an insurrection. So sort of like that same kind of language that you heard around the Justins in Tennessee. Um,
1: But once again... She was silenced yes. because they had a problem with her saying, there'll be blood on your hands. And and ladies and gentlemen, pay attention to what I'm doing here. I'm not doing it for effect. I'm doing it out of respect. She is trans, which means that she's transitioned from what people, from male to female,
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. Is,
1: is the simplest elementary term, ele- ele- elemental way to explain it. It's more to it than just that. But for the layman's out there, she's transitioning from male to female. She identifies as a female. Yes. She identifies with the pronouns she and her. I'm specifically calling her her because that's what she identifies as. That's what she is. If you decide to change your name and you go from James to Superfly, I might think that's dumb as hell. Mm -hmm. But you know what? Out of respect for you, you changed your name. I'm not going to call you James anymore.
0: I'm going to call you Muhammad Ali. You're no longer Cassius Clay. You're no longer Muhammad
1: Ali. You are Malcolm X. You are no more. Malcolm Little. So out of respect I'm going to call people what they want to be called another, another congressperson refused to do that so who is really inciting exciting inciting and exciting this this, this this right this group of protesters is it the person that's being silent just raising up a microphone because they recognize that what you're doing is wrong and the people recognize what you're doing is wrong. Or the people who are spitting in these protesters' face by not acknowledging Zoe's human right.
0: Mm-hmm. Her basic humanity. Basic a humanity. Bare, a bare minimum you can do is to call her by her name and to give her the bare that's the bare minimum you can do to acknowledge just the basic humanity of people. Correct.
1: And I'm I'm still trying to wrap my head around why this bothers people so much. Now, I kind of get it because me and you on a and personal behind the scenes and I'll let a lot of the audience know because I can't do a show and interview people and have them talk about their lives and not Put personal stuff about myself out there. In my younger years, growing up as a, you know what? I'm not even going to put it on that. Just growing up in this country and not being around a lot of people that were part of the LGBTQ community. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. Because I didn't know a lot about it. I was absolutely homophobic and transphobic. Absolutely. Couldn't understand it. I won't say I, I went, I, w- I would go so far as to say hate, because I'm really not a person that that hates in general. Yeah. But would not hesitate to say something derog- derogatory, right? It wasn't until I started working in the restaurant business and I started working with people in this community that, whatever lack of understanding, and it was ignorance, whatever ignorance I had, I was now learning about the community. And out of of learning about the community, I no longer begin to, I don't know if the right word is afraid or fearful or whatever, maybe a combination of all those things. But I realized, oh, y'all are people just like me. Like, we might, our lifestyles are a little different, but y'all are the same. So I understand. And at, at a real elemental level, why there's such pushback from people, because one, they, they don't have a lot of interaction with the LGBTQ community, right? And if you don't have a lot of interaction with the LGBTQ community, then you're completely ignorant to those people, right? And yeah. we see this across the board in all groups, right? If you don't have a lot of interaction with Muslim people or Jewish people or Italian people or Irish people or Black people, you don't understand then you don't understand you have an ignorance of them. And the only thing that you have to identify with people is media. And I'm going to get to that later on. But so at an elemental level, I understand the, 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 I don't understand this part, right? Like I get that you wouldn't understand it because you're ignorant to it. It's the point now that you don't have to be ignorant to it. Right. You can learn about this community. You can interact in this community because these communities are all it's in every state and every district and every county and every city. Yeah. Right. No matter where you are. The LGBT community is there so you can interact with this community and learn if you so choose. So it stops being ignorant. It just becomes being dumb. And I don't understand why people are so adamant about being So dumb. And those people that try to bring religion into it, let me explain something to you. The LGBTQ community has been here since the beginning of man. Yes. Time. And when I say man, I'm generalizing. I shouldn't be generalizing. Since the beginning of person, Mm -hmm. they've been here. Yeah. So, yeah, like this aggravates me. And another aspect of what aggravates me about this is the totem pole. Do you understand what I mean by that?
0: The hierarchy.
1: Yes. So, uh, one of my favorite comedians did a stand-up, and in the stand-up, he told some trans jokes, mm-hmm. and he got some backlash for it because they were kind of distasteful, especially considering the fact that the trans community is at the, is in the crosshairs of politicians right now. He could have come back. I'm talking about Dave Chappelle. Could have came back and did a special and just been like, hey, I didn't mean any offense. I make jokes on everybody. And and that probably would have been well received if he had done that special to make jokes about everybody and included jokes about transgender. Then maybe you don't get the backlash. Maybe. But he decided to double down. He decided to double down as a black man to say, don't you punch down at me. Completely ignoring the fact that there is a huge amount of black people in the LGBTQ community. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of of black transgender people. And out of the transgender people that are committing suicide, which is already a high number, the highest group are black trans people. Mm -hmm. So instead of acknowledging that, he doubles down. and He doubles down by telling a story that a lot of white people would tell when they say they're not racist. He tells a story about his his trans friend that committed suicide. And it was basically like, I'm not racist. I have black friends. Some of my best friends are black.
0: It absolutely was not the flex that he thought it was. Um, He made several remarks about how this person would laugh at themselves. They would make the joke first themselves um, about being trans. And then they go on to commit suicide and to just have such a lack of understanding of the connection between those two things. No, it was fine. We would all joke about it. They would joke about it themselves. And then they committed suicide. And if you cannot see the connection or correlation, a or causation, whatever you want to call it between those two things, you are, is absolutely obtuse. And so the flex that he thought it was, it fell completely flat with me, but getting back to your point with Zoe Zephyr. Sorry. I just had to input that.
1: It it fell flat. It was ignorant. And -hmm. then what do people who are insecure, what do most of them do? They joke on themselves to take away being joked on by other people. If I, if I say the joke first, if I do the, the, the rabbit, From Eight Mile and do like Eminem and say all the bad stuff about me first, you can't say anything. And so when I was watching Zoe, I was like, there's not really a whole bunch of national news on this. Mm. It, it, It was not the national news story to what happened with the Justins. Right. There's a slight difference. That she was kind of allowed to stay and they were absolutely kicked out. But nevertheless, it's the same thing, right? Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and their actions were not egregious at all, but more in line with being protesters than she was.
0: Breaking the rules of decorum. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. N- so, neither events were an insurrection, but
1: n- neither, see, this is what I'm trying to say. Neither events were actually bad. But if one was going to perceive, ah, that's not a good look over the other, what they did wasn't a good look compared to what she did. That's what I'm trying to say. What they did was a little more egregious than what she did. But there was so much national coverage on that. And then I realized, I said, oh, okay. See, and that totem pole, Black folks, though we still get shitted on, Mm right? Right. But on that totem pole, brown people, Latino people had 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 already, I don't know if it's jumped the total pole, but th- they got it on more than we did. Because mm. they had the, uh, there was a whole president that came down an escalator that ran his campaign off of yeah. killers and rapists. Right. So right then I knew I was like, oh, we got it bad, but they're getting it bad, bad. Yeah. But this but this situation with Zoe showed me, oh, the trans community, not not the LGBTQ community as a whole. Right. Not as a whole. I'm specifically talking about transgender people, because those are the people in that community that are being attacked. Right. They are the lowest on a totem pole right now, because as bad as CRT was, as bad as CRT was and as bad as them trying to repeal some of these voting Rights for minorities and minority districts and things like that—they are all out tr- trying to ban being transgender. And yes. they ain't trying to ban us being black since uh, 18 That's, something. 19, they're trying to 12. erase
0: us from history. Um, they're
1: trying—they're trying to—they're ar- not trying to erase us from history. They're trying to erase talking about us from history.
0: They're trying to erase their accountability. Yes. For us and but toward they trying,
1: us. They're trying to completely erase yes. a whole segment of the population. And I was like, oh, they're the lowest on the total pole now. This is not getting the national coverage that the Justin got. Hardly anybody really knows about it that I, that I talked to. I was like, what? what what's going on? Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, in Montana, transgender, congresswoman being kicked out. And then I was like, oh, she must have did the same thing the Justice did. No, no, she mm-hmm. didn't. No. Not even close. So uh, that's that's what I got from this,
0: and it it, became, it made me even a little bit more upset. Yeah, I mean s- support, just like anything else, is hierarchical. You know, hmm. um, we're still very much in a place where we where very little support is given to trans folks in our community. Um, I mean, very few F's are given about trans lives. And and we already know that we live in a country that doesn't protect children. So to talk about then gender affirming care for trans youth, no.
1: Well, they do protect uh children and those that are not watching the video, I'll put that in quotations, as long as you haven't been born yet.
0: Yeah. As long as you haven't been born, then they'll they'll protect you. Boy, what a gun.
1: (laughs) They'll they'll protect you. They will
0: kill your mother to protect you.
1: Yes, that's what I'm going to say. It was like, (laughs) your life is so important that the person that was bringing you into this world's life is nowhere near as important as your life. You are more important than that.
0: But there um, there is no real fear of transgender folks. There's no real fear of transgender folks. This is um look punching down. Mm-hmm. Um, this is there has to be a most vulnerable community that we can both exploit and oppress. And the fact that children are out here fighting for their lives. Not, not even just trans. Honestly, just children in general sure, in this yep. country are fighting for their lives. But, but that there are trans children, trans and gender nonconforming children out there that are really just fighting for their lives. Um, because, as you said, the suicide rate among trans youth is heartbreaking. Um. But yeah, like like everything else, uh, right now, the people that we care the very least about, and you can barely find anyone. I mean, it's, it's fashionable to stand behind Black people, right? It's fashionable. To a certain extent. Yeah. To a certain extent. Yeah. To say Black Lives Matter, because there are people on the other side who are such fervent, foaming at the mouth racists. Mm-hmm. That to stand in opposition to them, I mean, you feel like you're Martin Luther King. Like you, <laughs> they they love it. They love being able to be on social media and say, "I am not this kind of white," or "I am that." Like, is is a certain thing of like. <laughs> right where it's fashionable. Yeah, <laughs> it's this fashionable eyes on the prize
1: eyes. too. This yes. eyes on the prize part two.
0: This is a very like you know dangerous minds kind of,
1: mm.
0: <laughs> I you know the white savior type of thing.
1: Oh man, Michelle Pfeiffer catching strays.
0: It was it was what it was. Okay, <laughs> yes, okay I'm yes. not saying dangerous minds was a good movie. I'm saying it was highly unrealistic. I don't give a damn. She's uh, an ex marine okay she ain't just gonna come in there with some poetry and get capture the hearts and minds of kids with real life things going on at home or once they step out of that school building that she really didn't try to get to know anything about so (laughs) it's like okay just not you know all right just not feeling it But I mean, that's true. I mean, uh, she um, went to court on Monday to try to get her censure overturned. The judge rejected it the next day. So, yeah, this is going to be a hard one. Just because, you know, Pose is popular on television right now doesn't mean that the trans girlies and boys are not out here is still very much fighting for their lives. Like you can look up the murder rates specifically for mm-hmm. black trans women. Um, they have targets on their back and you don't need to interact with a community to know that that, that shit ain't right.
1: You don't need to interact with community to have just a little empathy for their struggle. Correct. Now, in a very poorly set up (laughs) segue, Jay, as I queue up, since we're talking about racism, Mm
0: -hmm. as I
1: queue up the video, do you want to talk a little bit, tell the people a little bit about what you sent to me?
0: So I sent you, it was actually a, a TikTok. It was a clip from the... From a study done by the Yale Child Study Center, and it was on Vox's uh, TikTok. And it's essentially um, four preschool age children sitting around a table playing together with toys, and they have um, preschool teachers in another room watching them on video. And they're trying to see, you know, do, can you pinpoint any any misbehavior among these students um but it was kind of a trick so it was actually I'm, I'm gonna
1: play the video don't 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 spoil the video i'm gonna play it for them
0: oh okay you're gonna yeah play, i'm okay. gonna play all it right. <laughs> all right. all right. a me, clip. i, I all just right. said
1: give it a little introduction you you telling them the whole clip well
0: take a look at these four kids These preschool teachers watched a video of them playing for a 2016 study the study asked them to press the enter key every time they saw a behavior that could become a potential challenge but the thing about the study is it's kind of deceptive there's actually no misbehavior in the video the kids are actors and the researchers were using eye tracking software because what they really wanted to know was when teachers expect misbehavior who are they watching? The study found that both white and black teachers spent more time gazing at black boys than other children. Black boys make up less than a quarter of the nation's preschoolers, but more than 40% of preschool suspensions. The study's lead researcher told the Washington Post that implicit biases don't begin with black men and police. They begin with black preschoolers and their teachers, if not earlier.
1: So, a couple of episodes ago, I talked about, and I don't remember. I'm doing so many of these shows, y'all. Please forgive me. Y'all might know better than I do, because some of y'all tell me, you remember when you said on this show? No, I do not remember (laughs) what I say on these shows. I'm recording (laughs) for a week. I don't remember. But I know I said it on a previous episode that uh, the media is a large part of the framing of stereotypes that we have in America. Yeah. And the media brainwashes you. This is what I mean by that. It will tell you that every black man is a danger to you that Mm. will hurt you, rob you, kill you, rape you. It tells you that every Italian person is part of the mafia. It tells you that every Jewish person loves money. It will tell you that every Irish person has a nasty temper and beats their wives. And mm-hmm. it'll tell you that every Muslim person straps a bomb to their back or, or leaves bombs underneath uh, plane state uh, uh, not plane stations plane stations isn't a thing but bus stations and airports
0: that's right? no plane stations
1: Well okay plane stations that's what it is. The media and how they portray different groups of people are how certain people who are it goes back to the to the point where if you if you're not, Interacting with a certain community, the only thing that you have to know about this community is how they're portrayed on television. Mm -hmm. And if you go back to TV's first television show, the villains were always black. You were always taught to fear black people. If you watch Fox News, you would swear to God that black people are the only one committing black and brown. That black and brown people are the only ones committing any type of crime. So mm-hmm. if you're constantly watching the, the Fox News, the Newsmax, the, the OANs, still to this day, right, because media has been portraying black people as the monsters, you'll actually believe that. And that brainwashing just doesn't happen with white people. It mm-hmm. happens in our own community, because I will tell you that there are sometimes when I'm walking down the streets in and, and Washington, D.C., and there's a couple of young black men. And I'm in a kind of a rough area because DC is some good, some bad. I get a little tense. I get a little, I brace up because you never know what to expect. Now, part of that is I'm street smart. So it doesn't matter if I'm walking down the street with a whole bunch of black guys, if I'm walking down the street with a whole bunch of white guys or Spanish guys, if it's a whole bunch of guys, I'm going tense up. Mm -hmm. But you would think I would give my people the benefit of the doubt. But also, the media has portrayed a group of black guys as being a gang that's going to attack me.
0: Yeah. Uh well, the the whole purpose of media, if you look at it from a sociological anthropological perspective, is Uh-oh, to here we sh- go. <laughs>
1: no, I'm just saying we're about to it get some knowledge.
0: Not, it made me not want to say it. No, no,
1: no, 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 no. I was about to be like we're about to get some knowledge. I'm not cutting you off. I'm I'm cheering you on. Knowledge? Yeah. Go ahead, drop it.
0: Yeah, I mean, if we look at it historically, not just historically, but in modernity, like the purpose of media. Is to shape society. It is to let us know what are what are the parameters by which we're supposed to live, how how we're supposed to look, how we're supposed to dress, how we're supposed to talk, how we're supposed to conduct ourselves in polite society. Media is the thing that we look to to understand. It's supposed to be we learned in this in the home, but most people ain't got no damn sense. So media <laughs> and media. Media one hundred percent informs all of our understanding of society and of people within our culture, so that is that is the whole purpose of media. To
1: begin, and, with. and yes, it's a brainwashing.
0: Yes, it really it's is. Propaganda. It's a brainwashing
1: until you until it, you.
0: It's a propaganda tool. Yes. 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 And
1: so so this this report didn't surprise me. Like I already knew that. But mm-hmm. and, but there are going to be some people out there that are like, oh, I just don't believe that.
0: Well, the eye tracking software didn't lie. So yeah,
1: right, like
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was um, like it's like right there that's... in your face. And, what and, I would would you would you would this part be interesting to you that black teachers had more eye movement towards the black students looking for behavior issues.
1: That wouldn't surprise me for a couple of different reasons. Um, one, when you go into teaching, like you try to check your biases at the door. Like we if you're a smart and an evolved person, you recognize that you have biases, right? If you don't knock it off, yes, evolve, you do. yes, everybody has biases. I don't have a racist bone in your body. You got. A lot of bones in your body. Some yeah. of them is racist. Whether you wanna mm-hmm. recognize it or not, or, or realize the truth, you don't. But so though for those people that recognize it, and and I would venture to believe it's a lot of educators, because I remember being in the education department at the University of Maryland, and it was if it was some teachers were ready to go into neighborhoods I was like, you can go there if you want to. I I ain't going there. Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm not going there. Mm-hmm. Um but so I would say that. Some some of these teachers will probably make a conscious effort not to, because once again, like you said earlier, they don't want to be portrayed, be portrayed as I'm not like one of those.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So so you have a situation where people would be so adamant about not being one of those that they go to the extreme. Mm mm-hmm. uh, So I can see that. Now, us. <laughs> We'll look at somebody and be like, look at this little black ass. I bet he bad as hell.
0: Well, what the researchers, they don't have, they didn't, obviously didn't have an answer. I feel like they were pretty close. But what they said was, this was in Yale News, um, black teachers hold black students to a higher standard of behavior than mm. do their white counterparts. Um the study didn't explore why this difference in attitude exists, but the researchers speculate that Black educators may be demonstrating a belief that Black children require harsh assessment and discipline to prepare them for a harsh world. I feel like that's close. It's sort of like touching on the talk that most Black people get in at home about how to conduct yourselves when you go out into the world because mm-hmm. you're a Black person in America, and with that carries just shit and so that we have to deal with
1: I I didn't need no Yale study to tell me mm -hmm. that black people look to the next generation and says to them this is not unspoken no matter how good you are you better make sure that you were a lot better than your counterpart because Mm -hmm. you're not going to get the same treatment as them
0: And so So, I'm wondering if so I'm wondering if the thought process where they clock the eye movement of the black teachers towards the black students like just as long as it's not you, baby. (laughs) Like I'm just gonna watch you. Make sure I don't have to hit enter on you, sweet angel. (laughs) Like like (laughs) but isn't but
1: isn't that kind of what I said? Yeah, like. Like kind of, but it's the same thing, it's just like uh, it's either it's either don't be the bad one Mm
0: -hmm.
1: or please don't be the bad one. Yeah. Because don't show out in front of these people.
0: But this but this idea of criminalizing even the behavior of preschoolers, black preschoolers, over their white peers has far reaching consequences. I mean, we've all Mm -hmm. heard about the school to prison pipeline Mm -hmm. and what that does to black communities. Um, They said that black students make up 18% of preschool enrollments, but half of the suspensions were black students. Preschool, it gets even worse in K through 12. Three, uh, black students are three times more likely than white students to get suspended or expelled, and they only make up 16% of the public school population. Um, and of course, I was not I was not surprised to find that 55% of all Black suspensions in U.S. public schools occur in the 13 Southern states. Yeah, yeah. here, here in Georgia, Black students make up thirty seven percent of enrolled students in public schools sixty seven percent of the exp- of the um suspensions and it gets worse when you get to high school and now you're adding these uh resource officers right that are criminalizing disruptive behavior and then what is what is a cop gonna do but then funnel you straight into the juvenile system mm-hmm and it and the but the idea that this starts all the way in preschool with three and four year olds to me is what three and four year old isn't disruptive?
1: Well, i tell you one thing <laughs> sometimes, sometimes the shoe fits with little black boys because as I make this a little bit lighter, <laughs> sorry, bruh, but our brother was a holy terror in preschool.
0: Now that. That's but that's one child. (laughs) That's one.
1: But he, he, but he made it. He made look. How you go? He was in a. I'm sorry, bro. Like I gotta tell the story. He was in a Catholic preschool. It was
0: Christian.
1: Okay, Christian. They had nuns. No,
0: it was a Christian. It was a Christian preschool. They didn't have nuns. They just had sisters. No, they just had the church volunteers. They weren't... You sure? I could have I'm sworn they were sure. nuns. Okay, yeah. the
1: story has grown through the years. Okay. But the story I remember is that he was kicking and spitting at nuns. It was the teacher. But he was kicking and spitting.
0: Correct. <laughs> but again, this is not... <laughs> no, a, I, This I, is I, not behavior that's outside of the realm of any child. And if we look at... True. Where real violence is happening in schools, it's not us.
1: Well, no, but once again, it goes back to the previous argument, media. You know what you can see on every news station, especially on Fox, uh, Twitter, OAN and Newsmax, is those kids in Chicago that raised holy hell. Mm -hmm. And recently there's been something going on on Twitter where these young black girls were raiding a store and this giant white man grabbed one of them or hit one of them up right yeah so you see these images all the time you know what you don't see a lot of but it is happening white kids doing that yeah and you know when you can see it anytime anybody wins any big game yeah i was at the university of maryland let me tell you something we rioted When we lost games, when we won games, we stole goalposts from Yes, We stole a goalpost. And when I say we, it wasn't really me. I'm just speaking in general as a student's there. We stole a Mm -hmm. goalpost from the football stadium and carried it all the way to Frat Row. Now, let me explain to you how far that is. It's far. You got to cross what is a road, but looks like a highway. It's like four It's at least four lanes with a goalpost and then burnt it. The next time they ride it, they broke in the houses, stole furniture just to go burn. And these were grown adults, but young kids do this as well. So this Mm -hmm. idea that only black kids are out there wilding out, wrong. Kids are out there wilding out. You know why? Because they're kids and kids wild out. But the idea that because of the big black scary man, that you have been taught to be absolutely afraid of no matter how many Martin Luther Kings or Cory Bookers or or John Legends.
0: <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I'm confused by that list, but continue. <laughs> no matter how
1: many of these people that we put in front of you. Yeah. You scared of that mythical creature, the, the, the Sasquatch who was probably black in your eyes. Mm-hmm. And you're so scared of them they're little three-year-olds. You're looking for it that young. yeah. And that's what the study showed me, that you're looking for it that young. And and for the Black people that are looking for it, it's a, that Black generation, because I always say, when I see Black kids out there wilding out, I'm like, oh, y'all gotta be better. Don't do that. Don't do that. Because mm-hmm. we, we won't get the same treatment as somebody else. They're going to look at us different. Yeah. Don't do that. But, uh, yeah, this was an enlightening uh and,
0: and, it's, and just to make another point, it is not just Black boys. Now, boys of all races are disciplined more frequently than girls, but Black girls according to Vox are suspended more frequently than girls of any other race and more frequently than white, Hispanic or Asian boys uh, according mm. to the Office of the Civil Rights uh, Office of Civil Rights and dark skinned Black students, particularly girls, um, are three times more likely to be suspended than lighter skinned girls. So not only do we have a racial component, but we got a color component as well. And black girls are not uh, they're not immune to this either. This idea of the adultification of children number one, the, what's what's an acceptable type of ruckus, right? like getting excited after a basketball game or a football game and destroying property these are the, these are acceptable types of violence, right but violence by people of color, even for a good cause right civil disobedience that's mm-hmm. never tolerated um and then you also have the criminalization. After you've adultified these children, you're criminalizing them. Yeah. And it just continues. It, it, this is just only one segment of society. Just, this is just education. We're not even talking about all the other places within society where this is an issue for Black people. But there you go.
1: So we started off by specifically saying that transgender are the people who are the lowest on the totem pole that are getting picked on the most. But we're going to end the episode talking about how Black people are picked on. So, so we undermined ourselves a little bit.
0: No, because we can hold that both are true, that that there is... Uh specific oppression that Black people face in this country, and there's specific oppression that transgender folks of any race face in this country, and that, that there's no equity or there's a lack of equity in the support that we provide one demographic over the other. Like We can hold that these things are also true, that everybody is going through some shit, but that (laughs) <laughs> there are more vulnerable and more marginalized communities that deserve our attention as well.
1: Right, we don't have to trauma compare. We just exactly. recognize there's trauma all around. Mm-hmm. There is no easy way to segment out of this. But uh, Jay, what do you want to say to the people out there? Because that's the end of this episode. Right, has gone on an hour. That's the end of this.
0: Yeah. So you know, my new sign off is to is to you know say whatever grinds my gears. And this this week it is. Do that thing you said you was gonna do. Yeah. Do that thing you said you was gonna do. Do it tomorrow. Like just do it, Bruce. You got the, you got that you got that passport yet? <laughs> nope. Do it tomorrow. Just do it tomorrow at eleven thirty a.m.
1: I'll be in the gym get... working out.
0: Dude, this is gonna be national. Do that thing you said you was gonna do day, and between. <laughs> Between 9.30 and 11.30 AM tomorrow, May 5th,
1: do that thing you said you was going to do. I got to finish editing the show. this is
0: going to be national. Do that thing you said you was going to do.
1: I'm going to do it this weekend.
0: Because here's why. No, the friends no, are no, 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 tell ones about ones
1: all right I, you said this is it not was just directed get... towards
0: you this is not no, just directed but no, towards you. no 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 jay everybody. hold on i mm-hmm. said
1: we needed to end the show and you about to go off on another tangent I'm not, i can see it really, in your eyes
0: it's really quick <laughs> if you let me get it out i would have already been done okay and i'm gonna tell you why you need to do the thing you said you was gonna do because your friends and your family your loved ones are tired of hearing <laughs> about how you haven't done that thing that you said you was gonna do we tired So do the thing tomorrow, national, do the thing you said you was going to do day and do that thing you said you was going to (laughs) do
1: Do that thing. And on that note, I'll holler. Thank you for listening to unsolicited perspectives with Bruce Anthony. Please subscribe, like, comment, share, and donate. Donations help us keep giving you this free content each and every week. Until next time, out 5,000. Peace.